Hello and welcome to Franchise Sports Talk Basketball. Uh, we are back with our Western Conference All-Star picks after the Eastern Conference last week. Um, so let's go straight into it. Sam, do you, let's, let's go starters first, I reckon, like we did last time. Um, yeah, I think I think is almost less debate in general, I found, with the West ones. Um, I mean, I could say, well, to start, the centre is very obvious. I found, like, overall, I found, like, uh, 12. I sort of got, oh, it was one of those where I went through it, 12, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's it then. I, I don't think I was as easy with this. I think maybe when I then had a second look at it, it was like, there was, I will see if we've got the same 12, I suppose. Um... Five actually ended up with seven locks. Did you have six locks last time or seven? But um, it was six or seven. It was plus brown, basically. Yeah. Have you got locks, or were they all just locks? Um, I don't have. I didn't end up with like locks as such, but to be honest, I had like. What I think there's probably ten that were like absolutely no debate. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. That's funny with that because I found it a bit more difficult. I don't know if I just be interested if we ended up in the same place. Anyway, I just kind of um, thought about it a little bit with a few of them. Um. Anyway, I mean to start get the ball rolling. I assume start. Well, you've got you've picked starters actually to start with. Yes. So we let's go for our starters to get the ball rolling. I assume we both have Nikola Jokic starting at centre. Yes. I mean, he's basically top of like most of the stats. I mean, not not scoring, um, but like most of the others. <laughs> The advanced stuff, again, he's like miles ahead of everyone else. Yeah. So it's on 12.2 war. And then there's one other guy who's also a starter conference. And then there's no one else until 6.4. Yeah, exactly. Um, and as well with the Nuggets being 33 and 14. Um, best record in the West. I mean, not... Almost as good as the Celtics, in fact, for the overall record, uh, best record. Um, and it really is like nature's Nikola Jokic is the team. Well, obviously, they have a lot of good guys around him, but with a team that's got a record that good, often you'd think maybe you know, you're going to have two or three, easily have two or three all-stars. And you look at the numbers for the other guys, and it's like... I mean, we'll wait and see if if um, either of us have got any of any more nuggets. But all of the other guys are like, yeah, you know that you could you could leave them out of the All Star team, um, and that's kind of unusual for a team that's doing that well. I think. Um, so yeah, just definite starter, basically winner. Yeah, all of the advanced stats. Some of the less advanced stats too, just like way ahead of everyone. Um, okay. 
Who are your other starters? Should we do our forwards? Or should we do the okay. other obvious one? Um, let's do other forwards. Okay. Um, do you want to go first or should I? I'll go first. Because this could be different, I think. It could be, yeah. I have two picks. I have LeBron James and Zion Williamson forwards. Zion Williamson starting. Yeah. yeah. Part of this is that I started making these picks last um, when obviously he'd he'd played games. Um, also, it's one of those where the Pelicans be like absolutely elite. And then he's been injured and they've got worse. And it's sort of... In the games he's missed are almost just an argument for how great he's been. They're 8.1 points for 100 possessions. Better with him on the court now with him off it. Um, and just like completely dominant. 26, 7 and 5. Yeah, I... I've kind um, of used games played as a bit of a tiebreaker elsewhere, but not, yeah, I sort of don't care I found much. that in the West in general. There are a lot of players that have missed time. Um, but, and it wasn't and a lot, like, like 10 plus games. games. Yeah, well, I first... I mean, how many has Williamson played? Um, it's, it's, it begins with a two, I think. Yeah, so Hold he's on. missed a lot, hasn't he? Aren't they... yeah. Like a lot of teams have played almost 50 games now. He's played um, 29. When I first did it, um, which I think is why he's not a starter for me, uh, was first going through it, I was thinking, okay, 29 games, that's like not enough. And you're just going for everyone else. It's like, okay, there's actually, um, if I set that as the floor, then you end up with just like almost just like bench guys in your starting. Yeah, you know, so I had a similar. I actually, in my notes... People that aren't stars. Sorry, sorry, I don't know. Yeah. The guys I've got, there's like near misses. Games played like the first thing that I put down. But then my first note for Zion is it like breaks that criteria a bit because I think he's... I mean, he's both... It's the fact he's Zion and how good the Pelicans have been with him. Um... But then it's a weird one. Like he's, I don't know. I mean, this is a bit like strange. But so he had, he missed two in a row in October, three in a row in November, and then three in a row in December before he got injured. Like just after the turn of the year. And I don't know. It's like there's, I don't know how to weigh that up about the fact that he's actually been like, he's had this one injury recently. Um. And the other stuff was kind of like very careful injury management. It's more like a Kawhi approach, like not playing certain back-to-backs or whatever. Yeah. Um, that feels different to me than like the Anthony Davis thing, where just yeah, like I injured, mean, missed huge chunk. I mean, Anthony Davis is way down as Neon Games played. I mean, he's only 25. So he's not actually that far behind Zion. But that, that's what I mean, though. Is like so that's where it gets really hard with the games like played. That, you just said. Yeah, 25, though, that, at this point, that's getting to almost like half, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, you, but you, well, see, so LeBron, as your other starter, I had as well. 
which is yeah. kind of it's kind of not, I mean an obvious one in a way, but um, also a few weeks ago maybe maybe he wouldn't have made it. Um, I mean, he start. It's one of these as well where like that pick has got even better since I started research this a week ago. Yeah. Basically, he um, he only scores forty points a game since he he uh, he turned thirty eight, whatever it is, um, and it's just absolutely ridiculous what he's doing. Yeah. Um, I guess that the game's played thing as well has maybe gone in the other direction. Yeah, so he he missed... He's one that I've worked... I don't really know if I have any logic to this. It just kind of is how it almost feels, though. It's like, so he missed one. He's had... Is that... That's four separate... No, five separate where he's missed one game, which is basically like he's on the injury board, but it's kind of a rest. And then he had a five-game stretch that he missed back in November. Um, but then I suppose it's also that if you're resting someone, like the injury absence, maybe that's kind of where I instinctively feel with it is if it's you're resting them, as you're choosing, oh yeah, we'll take that one off. Yeah. Rather than just like player vanishes for two months. Um, yeah, and he's now up to 37, which actually, as you said, actually, yeah, for the All Star contenders, it's actually yeah. quite a lot this year. That, that's second most on the Lakers as well, I think. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that 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 definitely. What one child look at the like number of time, like amount of time everyone missed. That definitely goes above the line. He's also playing thirty six minutes per game. Yeah, and and his numbers are just so good as well. It's like you can't not really. Hans LeBron James. I mean, talk about. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if you want want to do the on off stuff as well, which is just absolutely hilarious. Um, they're like 10.7 points per 100 better with him on the court, but it's like with with him, they're like a playoff pitch team. Without him, they're like one of the worst teams in the league. There was that span, wasn't there, a few weeks ago. I don't know if it, it got broken a bit recently, but where they, there was just, it wasn't like a seven game period where it was like, there was something like plus 56. I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but like plus 56 in the bronze minutes and like minus 55 in the minutes he wasn't on the court. And he's playing 36 minutes a game. So he basically managed to undo yeah. everything he was doing and he was only resting for 12 minutes a night. Yeah, really not a winning formula, that is it? Um, no. Um, you just need to basically, when you've got LeBron, you basically just need to not be bad when he's not on the court. And they've. Not really succeeded at that. No, well, not even not be bad. Just like don't be cataclysmically bad. You can yeah. be a little bit bad. You'll be good enough when he's on the court. You can be a bit bad. Um, yeah. So who were your forwards then? I'm guessing you didn't have. Why well, LeBron? Okay. Um, but my other one. Do you want to have a guess? Was it Laurie Markkinen? It was. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Just been like, just ridiculously good. Just like a p- player that no one thought he was going to be anymore. Um, I mean, forty-three percent from free as well. Um, On twenty-five points per game. Yeah, I'm just doing. Just does a bit of everything, doesn't he? Now I think like he's basically the main guy. On that Utah team that are actually not bad, given that they've just traded like, their two all-stars away. Didn't they try to wobble for Wemby or whatever it's being called now? They were trying to do that, and he's basically been too good and ruined it. Yeah, they've got no chance now. 
Um, but basically, well, I mean, he was in the... Which trade was he in? Uh, the Mitchell one. Mitchell trade, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, Mitchell's been pretty good on the other end of that as well, I suppose. But it does make it already look a lot, you know, it's already pushed the perception of that trade um, a lot more in the Jazz's favour, potentially. All the picks as well. Well, they, it was also, it was like they got Colin Sexton and they got um, they got their draft, the player they drafted, didn't they? Uh, oh, it's annoying the name, the name escapes me. Um, um, uh, it's, it's not an easy one to say. Ag Agbaji? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Oche Agbaji. So they got, like, basically, he was effectively a pick as well because they'd just taken him. And they got Colin Sexton, who'd been, like, a trade rumour guy for ages. So, oh, yeah, they also got Markham for the salary or whatever. The thing is, that's, like, not... It's not a minor thing if you get a guy who can shoot 43% and is seven from three and he's seven foot tall and score 25 points a game. Um, yeah. Also, I, it was interesting looking into this one because he was, he was actually one I had a lot as a lot. And if I'd thought about it a bit more, maybe I would have put him over Zion. Or even if it was just one of those where, like, the longer it gets, the closer it gets to the All-Star game, more Zion's still out as well. The gap between how good the Pelicans are with Zion yeah. and that the Jazz have dropped off a bit becomes, like, less relevant. So he's fifth West. He's the fifth best in Western Conference war, which is kind of crazy. Laurie Markham. This is not just he's gone to a team and started like throwing up shots and then just like randomly ran in. They're also yeah. 11 points better with him on the floor than they are off as well. Like that's, that's the thing is like all of the stuff I looked at with him basically passes like the test of stars. Like we've got with all these other guys where it's like yeah. their teams suck if they're not on the court. Not just that, but like when they're on the court, their team is now like a good team when they're on yeah. there. Like, yeah, they're, they're, yeah, basically when they have Louis Marcus on the floor, they're actually a good team, which is quite incredible given that it seemed like they'd just given up. Um, and yeah, I mean... And maybe we're trying probably, to give up. Yeah, probably the biggest shock, biggest surprise, would you say, of this season? I think so. Yeah. Oh, that's a difficult question, Matt. Uh... Yeah, or maybe not. Actually, there could be, there might be another one we'll come on to in a minute, which could be a contender. Um, but anyway, let's move on to the guards. Yeah, the starting guards. Okay, you, you go first this time. Okay, so I well, that I just do one of them. One of them's obvious. Um, is we've we've obviously both got Luka Doncic, I assume. Yeah, 34, 9 and 9, 9 40 point games. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, and like you said, with, with um, what was it, War um, is the other guy. It's basically way ahead of everyone with Jokic. The two Europeans have basically completely broken NBA advanced stats. That's what happened. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So yeah, it's like yeah, he's he's just got to be starting. He's yeah, honestly, when you look at those advanced stats, it, it genuinely looks like they might be wrong. Yeah, especially Jokic's, but even Doncic's. Like, I can't really. It's hilarious. 
Both 538 have it on this uh, on the line, like during the top five. And it's basically Jokic, then like two thirds of the way along Doncic, and then there's just three other people grouped at the other end of it. That's the top five, let alone anyone else. Wow, that's the other thing. You say the top five, it's kind of actually, are you talking about war? Yeah. Okay, I'm looking at Warp, <laughs> which is. Is that the same? That's the same sort of story, is it? It's basically the same thing. But yeah, you have Jokic 5.2, Doncic on 4.8, and then a load of guys like third to ninth are all between 3.1 and 3.5. Yeah, yeah, that's also not close, is it, really? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, not a lot really to say on Doncic, I guess. He's just. There's just absolutely no debate about him starting. Um, so, how about the other guard spot? Who have you gone for? I have Steph Curry. Interesting. Um, same sort of thing again as the. I, mean, I don't know how the like team impact thing isn't as important in this as it would be with all NBA or like MVP voting. But again, the Warriors are like insanely good when Curry's on the floor and still their starting five is like one of the best two or three lineups in the league which obviously involves Curry running around like a lunatic and everything that he does um, he's shooting like is it it's like 8 million threes a game uh, well it's 11.7 yeah. he's, shooting, and he's, he's, he's hitting them at a decent rate isn't he he's like He's at Steph Curry percentages again like last year he had the down year where he shot 38% on threes and this year he's up back up to forty two percent on threes. Um, he's scoring twenty nine points a game and only five free throws. Um, yeah. And he's above. He's six point three in rebounding and assists as well. Yeah. I mean, I respect it, Steph Curry, starting, but um, I don't know. There were a lot of guards, to be honest. I found I was looking for it. I mean, I've got all. So I've got one, two, three. I've got four other guards on here, and you can make a pretty strong case for any of them starting next to Doncic. Yeah, I've gone for uh, Shaker Alexander. Yeah, I mean he's over three points a game, over fifty percent from the field, nine percent free throw percentage. A lot of the advanced stats, he's like up there. So he is. When we're talking about the VORP, actually, he's. Third place on that. He's the guy that's on 3.5 on the Vaults. Um, also, yeah, another one, the box plus minus stuff is way ahead. Um, I don't know, way ahead of what? He's, he's just really good on that, basically. Um, he's tied on uh, overall war. He's tied for third in the Western Conference. Yeah. Um, Do you know who with, though? Is another guard. Got another guard in the Western Conference. Yeah. Is it Damien Lillard? Yeah. So it goes Jokic, Doncic, SGA, Lillard, Mark and Curry. Oh no. Don't worry, I've just realised something on my list. We have to change it on the fly. 
<laughs> what did you forget Damien Lillard by any chance? I, I did, well, I thought about him when I was going for it, but I've not written his name down. Uh, yeah, likely story. I was going to have him. I was thought, oh yeah, he's in. And then just didn't write him on the list. So he's not in. I'm writing him down now. We have to cut someone. Underrated part with SGA, I think. We can talk about that later, who was getting cut. What? Underrated part with SGA. He's he's also getting to the free throw line like an insane amount. 10.1 free throw attempts per game for a guard. Like, other than James Harden. Or, well, I mean, you can sort of say Doncic, but he's he's weird, isn't he? Because he's not really a guard. Yeah. I mean, he, he's like he's like six foot seven, six foot eight. So that I'm not really like it's a different game, ball game, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but total free throw attempts this season, only Luca and Yanis have more than SGA. Also, because he's played forty three games. Yeah, that that was the other thing. I think that was the tie break with the other guards. Um, and shooting and over ninety percent on those. Yeah, that's going to do it. He's incredibly efficient from... He do, and he's not really shooting threes. He's shooting, I think, it's like 2.8 or something a game. But even those, he's hitting over 35%. Yeah. And like, all his, like, finishing in mid-range and at the rim are really, really high. Yeah. Also, yeah, I mean, he's... Well, he's basically taken the massive step up, hasn't he? Where he's, like... I don't know. He was maybe before this. He was potentially fringe all-star, but probably not making it in. Like last year, not with the collection of um, not with the collection of guards in the Western Conference. Yeah, he was like going to be just outside the All Star stuff, and now he is like, I mean, those numbers are, well, as I said, if if Jokic and Doncic were in the league, they're like MVP potential stuff, or also with a team that's not doing that well, you wouldn't be in the conversation, I guess, properly, but. It is exciting given that they like all the young talent they have, and like Shet Holmgren has been injured all year. Like when he's back next year, you know it's. They have the same record as the Golden State Warriors at the moment. Yeah, like they're not doing badly. They could, they could quite feasibly finish above the Clippers, meaning they don't yeah. need to swap picks, which would be bizarre. Um, he also and another little minor thing with him is the Thunder defense has been really good. Which, I mean, you kind of... It's a weird one with young teams. They say, oh, young teams can be sloppy defensively. But also, you don't have, like, the miles and the legs excuse. No. Um, he got 2.8 steals and blocks, which is, like, a little yeah. bit of an uptick as well. He's, he's uh, on the on-off numbers. He's a positive as well. I think they're better defensively when he's on the floor. Yeah. yeah. Sneakily, six foot six as well. That's the other thing with him. The thing yeah. that sometimes gets... I feel like it almost gets looked over sometimes. In like the, oh, they just—he's a small, he's a guard. Yeah, and it's well, that well, one. I think, well, he was, he, was the to begin with, he was really more a two, wasn't he? Than a yeah, and even in this team now, I mean, they're sort of—it's not like he's averaging like eight, nine assists or anything. Five point five. He's doing, doing sort of share it all around. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I mean, like just really great for the Thunder, really, that for him to have that kind of year. It's the kind of like breakout that kind of shifts like where they potentially are as a franchise at the moment after obviously a couple of years like blowing all up the picks and now they've got loads of picks and like, a, guy. a guy. I mean, it, it completely changes too. Like with all those picks, you're basically hoping 
like uh, to be honest, like the Sixers when they did the process, they obviously got lots of higher draft picks. Um, but like, and they got Simmons, who's been an All NBA player. And but the the main thing for it was like, well, they got Embiid. You do all of that, so you get a guy who's like a top ten player. And they've got one. Yeah. And they've started using some of the picks. And they've, they've, they've still got loads of picks good. to do. Yeah, and they've got a guy that like could be an absolute monster. Yeah. He's not even played yet. Yeah. So I mean, they're they're just in an unbelievably strong position. Um, and like you said, someone a guy like that going from he'd be a nice second guy, or maybe or on like an amazing team, maybe a third guy, going to yeah, yeah, thirty one points per game, really efficiently. Yeah. That's quite I mean, a big change in the ceiling of the team. Yeah, and I mean, well, you look down the basketball reference page, like the ages of that team. It's just hilarious. Like guys in gang minutes. It's absolutely hilarious. I mean, like, Dort is one of the veterans at 23. I mean, what SGA is, <laughs> is, he's 24 and he is like, he is actually like the experienced guy on that team. There is one player on their roster older than me. There's only two that are older than you. Mike Muscala. Yeah. And he's not played a lot. Um, but yeah, I am. Um, well, I mean, we're really going off. We're going down the Oklahoma City Thunder thing. But just, just one point before we move on, carrying with all star stuff. It's Josh Giddy, age 20. Um, nice 16 points, six assists this year. I mean, that's going to help, isn't it? Eight you points. Him as your other guard. Yeah. yeah, like only twenty. Yeah. Also, also another big guy, six foot eight. Is he? Yeah. I didn't know that. They've got a lot of length on that team. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they are. Yeah, a couple of years. They're like potentially in it, like incredible. It might be next year. It might be next year in that position. It, well, it could, this is the thing: is that if they start, as I was saying, they're well, they're around five hundred at the moment. They can make the playoffs this year, and then like next year, they get Shet Holmgren, whatever else they do. And it's like, you know, well, I mean, in a position where they're if like they don't make the playoffs, ending, and all their players are like under twenty-five. Yeah, like literally all of them. Yeah, and with so many picks, they could basically trade for anyone they want. Yeah. They've, they, they've done a pretty good job there, really. Um, anyway, back to the All-Stars. We, that, that is... Actually, wait a second, we did your... Yeah, you said Curry, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. So we've um, covered... Um, we've covered the Stars, I mean... Well, seven of mine, effectively, because the two different starters... Like, okay. obviously, obviously I, have, I have two different stars too. Well, I've obviously got SGA and Mark. I've got Williamson and Curry. Um, but who was so? Did you have someone who was like your top, your top, like your sixth man? Was there anyone that you were like? To be honest, it was. I mean, Mark and SGA were both in that category. I found like. Of the 12, I think there's one that I've got, or maybe two that I've even got like any doubt on. All the others were like pretty straightforward, they're in kind of thing. So, so you've got like 10 locks? Pretty much, yeah. My five starters, SGA, Markkinen, 
And then my next three um, were John Morant, Damian Lillard, and DeMontis Sabonis. Okay. Yeah, so I was going to say Sabonis was... this. I mean, it doesn't particularly mean much, but it might just be because I was doing centres. Obviously, I like Jokic is down, and I was like, actually, well, Sabonis is also definitely in. So he was the next guy I wrote down after the starters. Um, and he, well, he has been... Well, literally, he's the reason the Kings have been good. Yeah. Pretty much. Like, Fox has like, put some decent scoring numbers and stuff. Nothing, like, outrageous for this this season. Um, but, like, Sabonis' all-round game has just been, like, incredible. Like, they're... Um, like, there's not many players where the team is both a lot better offensively and defensively when they're on the floor. Yeah. He's in that category. It's like they're just... When, when he's playing, they're better on both ends. Um... I mean, also, he's got, like, a lot of assists, hasn't he? He's got six triple-doubles. He's 19-13-7 this season. Best true shooting of his career, which is underrated little thing going on there. Best assist rate of his career. And that list of Western Conference war from earlier, he was the next guy basically level with Curry. Yeah. Um, and as you said, the Kings are 10.5 points better when he's on the court compared to when he's off. Um, yeah. Quite outrageous, really. Um, I don't know. I guess he maybe not made such a leap forward, but he was the guy I was talking about when I said maybe the other surprise of the year um, with Mark. Maybe maybe not quite as big a surprise, but I don't know. I did, I said I didn't expect the Kings to be this good. I feel like, yeah, I mean, I thought the Kings would be decent just because I thought that offense looked like it was going to be so good. But they're 27 and 19. Like, that's not being decent, is it? I mean, they're going to, it would take, to be honest, it would take like a bit of a collapse for them not to have home court advantage in the first round. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think that was going to happen. I thought they were going to be good. And I thought, again, like their win total was in, in the 30s or something. Like that definitely seems too low. Sabonis does bet he's better. Fox is better than he gets given credit for. Kevin Hurtle was a really good trade. Harrison Barnes is still good. All of that stuff. But it was like they're, they're like way ahead of like loads of like established teams. I mean, that's another thing. Maybe a time for a different podcast conversation. But if you look at the Western Conference this year, there is an element of who cares about the regular season going on. Denver, Memphis, Sacramento, and New Orleans at the top. And then there's just like a load of these veteran teams. Yeah, they're just like they're not even playing half the time. There's these young teams at the top. It's like, look, we can do it in the regular season. You almost could, you can almost see the teams below them, or a lot of them going up. So I don't care about that. Yeah, and then you've well, there are a couple in the middle that are you feel like are trying hard, um, but they're just still not that good. Yeah, yeah, the Timberwolves are under five hundred, and and the still maybe who. Basically, yeah, and then the rest of the team is just meh, meh, like whatever, really. Um, yeah. Anyway, let's let's stay on track. Yes. Um, so I I had John Rand down as well as my next guy, and I actually put a line here when I was doing that. I thought these are my locks. So I had my five stars, Sabonis and Moran, and then I put a line. 
and the other guys and when you think about it they're also def they're also like probably definitely and once you look at it a bit um but i think i didn't have to think about these guys because i think a big part of it was the, the game tales again as we're talking about um i think morant's missed a bit hasn't he but he has, but it's another not, one of those. Not much. 39. He's played 39. I mean, he's not missed many. He's missed like a handful. Um, and both those guys basically played, yeah, they played like the, like a big chunk of their team's games. He's also and missed his games. Sorry. He, he's missed his games again in this, like they're basically resting him. Yeah. He's never missed more than two in a row. Like, and I, I know that doesn't really matter, but he's... Is one of those where he's not actually been hurt. They're just, yeah. they're just. Everyone's doing that with their star players now. The guys who they don't do that with is weird. Yeah, they're, they're the strange ones. And actually, I'm not sure there's anyone like that. Even Jokic has missed time this year more yeah. than he has in previous years. He's had little stints where he's missed two or three in a row. Um, Lucas sat occasionally. Um, yeah, sorry. Uh, carry on. I mean, carry on. What you were saying about Jar? What was I saying? I don't know. I was just going to say how good he is. He's good. <laughs> he, he's basically got to the point for me. Part of what I noted down was, yeah, he's like 27, 6 and 8. Uh, yeah, that's incredible. Again, he's just at the point where it's like he's going to have to be injured to although, not be. This is the thing. I mean, obviously it's more than scoring. But this is the ridiculous thing with this, talking about the guards. Is that is on scoring... Among guards in the Western Conference, doesn't that put him? Might put him sixth. Uh, yeah, I mean Steph, Dame, Luca, SGA, and May Devin Booker might. I mean Devin Booker plays oh, loads oh, of games, but Booker, yeah, no, Devin yeah. Booker is about. Bag Devin Booker is also twenty-seven, so I think he's yeah, just yeah. Devin Booker. But I feel like Morant though, because the Grizz are so good again as well. Yeah. Although that's another weird thing with him is they're actually. They're plus 1.2 without him again, which it doesn't matter enough to really make any difference to whether he's an star or not. But he's one of those where when it comes to like individual awards, that does matter a bit more. Is like Memphis is like a playoff team, potentially, even if he missed most of the season. Or they go like a play-in team, maybe. Um, which some of, quite a few of these other guys just don't have that. It's like if they don't play their team, really yeah. crumbles. So his value is a bit lower. But he's just one of those, like, players get to this stage. I mean, Luca got to this stage basically, like, two weeks into his career. Zion, too. I think Jar is already like this, really. But he's just at that, like, Western Conference All-Stars. Yeah, Jar Morant's been one of them. Yeah, if he's played enough games. If he's played, like, 80% of the games, he's going to be one of them, like, every single time, it feels like yeah. now. I think that's basically why he was above my line, because he is, like, even without having to look at everyone else's amount they've played, he's like, yeah, he's played enough. On like normal, um, yeah, standards. Um, whereas Curry is like just Curry and Williamson were then my next two, which is below that line. Um, basically, purely again, it's just like games played. Um, and then this is the awkward thing where I have, well, I forgot Damian Lillard. Oh, that's not going to go well, is it? So I've just added him to my list to the bottom. Yeah. Um, Who have you got to take out? I'm going to have to... We'll get on to that in a minute. 
So I have to cut what I should well, maybe just get into it now. So I had, um, unlike basically a, like when like a list of short list of like everyone else and just pick some names from that to fill it out. Um, and I'd ended up going for uh, Darren Fox and Anthony Edwards off that list. Um, and I think I have to drop one of those. Basically. Yeah. And uh, well, I literally just realised I forgot Damien Lillard, so I've not decided yet. So, who do you, who, have you got either of those in? I've got Fox. Okay. I mean, I think, yeah, the argument for him over Edwards was almost that the Kings are better. Yeah, so Sacramento, part of the moon battery is also Fox has these ridiculous clutch shooting numbers. Yeah. Um, where his actual scoring and his assist totals and stuff are not up there with some of these other Western Conference guards. Um, but he's got a great two-man game with Sabonis. And then, like, the Edwards thing, um, it's not a most improved award, so it seems a bit weird mentioning this, but like, he's not actually like changed who he is as a player very much. No, he still it's... doesn't really create for others very well. He still turns it over. He turned it over yeah. more. And Minnesota are like basically breaking even in his minutes. Yeah, I mean, it fits in well with Minnesota, doesn't it? I guess like a lot of players that just have one very big hole in the game. Yeah, that's the, the thing, I suppose. Yeah, just the yeah. <laughs> just a lot of very flawed basketball players. Very good, yeah. But, yeah. but just have a really glaring flaw. Yeah, and it just yeah. all goes together to accentuate yeah. his flaws. I, I probably would lean towards Darren Fox as well, based on the yeah. As they're based the Kings being better because their numbers, when I looked at it, were comparable. So I was like, oh, I've got enough room to put them both in. But that's before so, I remember Demi, Demi Lillard existed. So you don't think there's a case for Edwards over Lillard? I don't know. I mean, Lillard's played a decent amount, hasn't he? He's played I mean, 14 fewer. He's played 14 fewer, but he has been a lot better. Lillard's only played three more than Curry. Yeah. Um, but then the other thing is uh, Portland has got lost the same number of games as Minnesota. Like, there's not even, like, a team thing to be made either way there. No. And, well, they are, as always, I think they're a lot better when Lillard's playing, aren't they? So, um, if he played the same out of Edwards, they probably would be quite a bit better. Than- they're almost perfectly as much better with him on as they are worse with him off, if that makes sense. Minus 4.7 net rating with him off, plus 4.9 with him on. So it's wow. like when he's off, they're so stuck. They're when he's off, team. they're really good. Really average team. <laughs> yeah, that's also part of the, the Portland Trailblazers story. But I suppose yeah. he plays more than half the minutes. So. Yeah, so that's fine. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, yeah. Lillard, I thought basically his numbers again are similar to Curry's. I mean, his shooting percentage, three point percentage is not as good. But scoring just as much, I think he might and, be and, might be assisting a bit more. I don't know. And but, having a worse I mean, shooting percentage than Steph Curry is not a crime. Yeah. So yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, we've got a little bit short time, so let's um, move on. I mean, how many more spots have you got? Left? I've got one left, I think. I've got one. Now we've kicked out Edwards. Okay, who's um, you, you go first? And basically, there are a big shortage of forwards here. 
I thought the yeah. Yeah. Like, there's loads of guards. I've gone for Aaron Gordon. I have him as one of my near misses. Okay, well, um, part of those then, Devon it's ridiculously good. Looking at them, like they probably deserve someone else. And I mean, he, he's not scoring as many as like the rest of the guys, but they're basically they're scoring outside of Jokic, just spread around the team. So that's kind of how it is. But he is also he's basically their like main defender, isn't he? He is. Outside of Jokic, he's probably the next most important player on that team. His on-off stuff's crazy as well. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what made me go with him. I mean, it was it was actually between him and Paul George, really. I've gone Paul George. Um, yeah, I mean, Anthony Davis just hasn't played enough games, so we just like discounted him, really. Paul George also, has, yeah, well, he's, he's missed quite a bit, hasn't he? Um, well, he's played 33, so like, I think that's one more than Curry, two fewer yeah. than Lillard. He's got a bit of a Lillard profile with his on-off. Almost very, very similar. Yeah. Um, I guess I that's think. partly because there's been no Kawhi, isn't it, though, for like a lot of the season? Um, yeah, or Kawhi's just not been great. But I think yeah. there's, I almost gave Paul George a bit some stabilising points, although he's been in and out too, for like, he's having to play in just chaos on that team. With just no idea which teammates you're going to have each night. Yeah. Uh, 23, 6, and 5 as well, shooting 39% from 3. Yeah, it's pretty good. But I, I have no issue with the Gordon pick. I think that's, I, I could have quite easily gone for it. Yeah. Another one I had as an option for that actually was Jaron Jackson Jr. Oh, really? Defensive player of the year level defense. He's shooting 38% from 3, doing a bit of other stuff on offense. Where Jar, their on-off stuff's not as crazy, is with him. Basically, when he returned from injury at the start of the year, they went from like, oh, they've had a bit of a slow start, so they went just like dominant again. Yeah. And their numbers with them on the court crazy. Um, same with Anthony Davis as you. It always feels a bit weird, like that there's got to be a cut-off. But he's played 25 now. Yeah, the, that's the thing I was saying, is I think Paul George... Well, he ended up being below my cutoff. So it was sort of a cutoff thing. If he, if his numbers were like Curry's, then yeah, I would have put him in. But twenty-three points a game this year for like the main guy, as he's been mostly without Kawhi. Yeah, he's not. It's a bit underwhelming this year. Yeah. Um, the game played stuff's really hard, isn't it? I think because it's. I mean, there's also how it's trending. I mean, they the teams aren't announced yet, and the All Star game isn't actually until next month. And like Anthony Davis is still out, and even Zion, like he's out at the moment. They're, the percentage of yeah. games they've played are going down, like every day at the moment as well. Yeah, exactly. It's, that's the thing is compared to if we died last week, people who are injured or have already had their injury. It's yeah, it does change quite a bit. Yeah. Anyway, I think we've we've done it, haven't we? Yeah. We've played it. Um, so yeah, let's wrap up. With that, so those are our Western Conference All-Stars. Um, tell us on whatever platform you like for what we've done wrong. <laughs> and um, leave also leave a five-star review on the podcast, please. Yeah.
No non-five stars, though, please. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.